of a thousand monks. <laughs> Hello. Hello. A thousand monks greetings. Hello. One thousand monks. Fertility and If such. there are a thousand monks listening tonight, welcome. From Japan. <laughs> but we know that's not we happening. We know that's not happening. <laughs> if there were a thousand people listening, that'd be great. But I'm pretty sure we are uh, balanced right around like a hundred right now. So okay. props to the hundred monks listening. That's right. You are all monks. Blessed by the Lord and blessed by this podcast. This is Keith and Nate, and welcome back to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast, where we just like to uh, conversate, conversate, and uh, just talk shit about church, and uh, (laughs) that's pretty much it. (laughs) Just kidding. That's that's only ninety nine percent of it, Keith. (laughs) Okay, okay. I forgot the one percent of encouragement. Forget about the one percent. Okay. Yeah. The, the one percentile mm. is important. We can't forget about them. Yep. So anyways... Uh, it is nine o'clock on the dot. It is nine o'clock on the dot, and how have you been, Nate? What's going on? Um, Yo, so it has been a... Journey? Good week, I would say. It's been a long week. Yeah. Very long-sounding, feeling week. Yeah. It has for me as well. What's up with you? What's uh, been long more, about your more, week? More same old stuff. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's that's you know that's all the time. <laughs> it's not just this week. Um, no, just the same old stuff. Work and uh, you know, yeah. long trips and time away from home. Although yeah. I didn't actually, I actually didn't even have any overnights this week, and maybe that's why it felt like it took forever. Oh, yeah. More driving to and from home rather than just doing a job and going to a hotel. Maybe that's why it seemed like it went so long. But Hey, welcome to my life. I put about 500 miles on my car a week. Yeah, I would prefer to not even analyze it's how much I put on ridiculous, mine because it's probably very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought... I just well, had 136,000 on mine. Yeah, well, we bought our car brand new December... Like the end of December, like December, right after Christmas, like like the twenty eighth or something like that, and we ha- we're officially at like thirty three hundred miles right now, mm. in less than two months. Yeah, there's like a twenty five thousand mile warranty on the car, and we're gonna burn it before the year's even over. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I like about the deal that we got. Not that we want to talk about this the whole podcast, but. The, uh, I mean, we got to talk about adult stuff every that's, now and that's then. Right. Well, we have to start taxes and four hundred one k's, and yeah, they would not listen to that. <laughs> uh, I would not listen to that. So yeah, ours is similar in that we get a kind of standard warranty when we purchased our vehicle from the dealership, but uh-huh. it comes with a catch, which is cool. That if you get all of hey, your... hey, one second, we have a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello, you are live on the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. You got anything to say? Um, not on the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast anymore. <laughs> Why am I live on the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast? Because we love you. Well, me and Nate are recording, and you called at the perfect time. Oh, hi, guys. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited right now. Yeah. Cassandra Pettis is actually in 
Look at that. Woot woot. What is she doing out there? Huh? What is she doing out there? Um, hanging out with me because I'm cool. Yeah. Hey, why don't you share with everybody on the podcast what you're doing in California right now? Yeah. Okay, so I am an AmeriCorps member, and that is essentially um, the Domestic Peace Corps, and I work for a nonprofit called Safe Routes to School. Yeah. And our goal is to get kids taking active transportation to school rather than riding in cars and buses. We want them to walk or ride bikes or ride a scooter or um, not like a motor scooter, like a scooter you have to will or a skateboard yeah kids do things in fun ways where it helps with pollution helps get rid of pollution it helps them get healthy and active it helps with pollution <laughs> kids I, I are totally pollution yep so uh anyways everybody that's ashley anyway did you need something ashley why are we calling We want to bother her, too. Yeah. She's on the Xbox right now, so. She's what? She's on the Xbox playing Sims at the moment. Um, I need you to tell her to call me ASAP. It's very, very important. All right. I'll make sure to do that. I, I really need this. Keith, you have to do that. No, you can listen to the podcast. I'm going to yell at her as soon as I hang up the phone. Perfect. I'm so proud of you. Bye, podcast. <laughs> Bye, Keith. Later. Bye. Bye. Later. Anyways, do that yelling, Keith. Do it now. Amanda! Amanda! <laughs> Call Ashley! Call Ashley! Yeah! She said do! Yeah, just give her a call. I'm freaking podcasting, babe! <laughs> Anyways, so that was that was <laughs> Ashley Murdoch. She that was, was she yes. was on uh, episode three. She used to live in this she room. Used to live in this freaking this, yeah, in this room. The very studio we are sitting in yeah. used to be my friend Ashley's room. She was living with us for a while while she was in, in between jobs and yeah. figuring out what she was going to do with her life. And now she is in the freaking Peace Corps, showing people that you don't have to be an evangelical Christian to help people. Lies. Mmm. Lies. She's deceiving people. It's the joy of the Lord in her, and she doesn't know it. Oh. She doesn't know it. That is gross. Mm. But possibly true. Who knows? (laughs) So anyway, she's cool. If you want to check out that podcast, if she sounded like your type of person, go check out episode three. Talks about depression and such things. Yeah. Valid topics to talk about. Yeah, and that was a really good... It was a good episode. That was a really good episode. I'd like to hint on that more, because I feel like there's so much about depression you could talk about. huge. In this country, well, and most, uh, really everywhere. I mean, depression is just, it's a human problem. It is, and the way we look at it as Christians sometimes is we look at it as just like, you just got to get over it, it's just a spiritual hump, it's It's just an attack. completely spiritual, there's nothing physical, scientific going on there with your body and imbalances and things like that, but really it's both. Yeah. It's all of the above. Yeah, it can be spiritual, it can be in whatever you want to call it, an attack or whatever, I'm not, I don't even know how... I feel about all the spiritual stuff anymore, but I mean, you can call it that if you want, but you can't chalk it all up to that. I mean, there are, like you said, chemical imbalances that cause 
people to do all kinds of crazy things, you know? So, yeah. Anyways, I'd, I'd like to talk about that again some other time. But uh, my week's been pretty good, man. Just, I honestly don't have anything to talk about. I haven't had anything crazy going on. Something that we're going to get into later that I've just been kind of thinking about and uh, debating. But, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, I, what I want to talk about today, we'll just jump into it. Eight and a half minutes here. We had, uh, um, actually, your stepmom posted mm-hmm. on the Pilgrims and Prodigals prodigals page if i can speak correctly and i mean i want to premise everything by saying i i me and nate and ben and everybody appreciate all the input that people put on the page and i love hearing from people especially people who i may not see eye to eye with and because i those are the people i want to communicate with the most because if i'm not seeing things correctly i want my view to be changed or realigned but also i just want to talk i don't want to just talk to people who agree with me mm-hmm. so i mean i think it's really cool what she posted about rob bell and um so let me look up the actual post do you remember uh, remember what i'm just gonna go to it real quick um, she put it on the Facebook page. By the way, if anyone is listening to this and isn't already on the Facebook page, you should go ahead and do that. Join it. You can interact with other people, um, whether they are skeptics or doubters or, you know, believers, Catholics, in X, y, or Z. yeah, whatever, yeah. like people who believe in all sorts of doctrine or don't believe at all. I mean, it's cool to just have a group where we can interact and it's not on, you know, the overall Facebook platform with all the hate and toxicity. You can actually, you know, communicate with people in a, in a way that is, you know, proper and engaging and isn't disrespectful. If you can respectfully hold a viewpoint of anything and share it with other people, you are welcome on the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast page on Facebook. Hell, you're welcome on the podcast. Yeah. Let us send know. Us, send us a private message, and we will probably, would definitely reply to you. <laughs> yeah. So. so the point was um, uh, she posted, I'm interested to see what y'all think about this. And the article, which I didn't read into the article, I just kind of. I uh, did. I kind of made it. elaborate. Yeah, I didn't really go too much into it. I just made a sarcastic, funny comment on there, which wasn't derogatory towards anybody. I just. I wasn't really feeling like reading into anything that day, so I just kind of made a joke and moved on. But um, props to all you guys who really dug into it and read it. But um, the question was, or the um, title of the article was like, Rob Bell is upset that the gospel has caused so much damage. And um, Nate can kind of explain and reiterate what that article is kind of going into, but... Yeah, um, I don't know. So the writer of the article, um, his name escapes me. I think his first name might be Danny. Uh, without looking at it, I don't. Danny remember. Silk? No, not Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not Danny Silk. Some keep other your guy. hate on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, he um, is uh, he he appeared to be an author um, of books and articles. Um, Yes, Keith, I do have something to open that with. It might be a pop-top, though. Like a twist-off, I mean. Apparently not. Okay. 
Intermission. Hold on. Just a moment. Just a moment. We have priorities. To Sorry, guys. I got to open a beer. We have we have more than Yingling today. We got some <laughs> some founders up in here. So uh, anyway, the um, you do it. You do it. I'm talking. So the uh, the guy who basically was just saying from his own biased viewpoint, which is okay to have. I mean, we all have biased viewpoints. Um, that. <sighs> that Rob Bell is a false teacher, that he is a heretic of a spiritual leader and a pastor. Um, he believes things that are contrary to a traditional interpretation of the Bible, therefore he is mm-hmm. incorrect, and he is a plague to uh, millennial uh, you know, believers. And I'm I'm well people in general. I'm I'm saying this from a very summarized viewpoint of how I interpreted the article. Yeah. Somebody else could read it very differently, but this is how I saw it, especially after thinking about it and analyzing it further. Um basically it was nothing but uh deconstructive criticism of Rob Bell and who he is as far as his ideals are concerned. Um, and what he teaches. So, um, which I think, you know, it's impossible to not have a biased view on things. Exactly. But I think you can be tactful about it. So, and I want to, um, actually pull up that, um, that post again, if you want to elaborate while I'm doing that real quick. Cause what I'm saying is I I don't think it's possible to be, completely unbiased in anything unless you're just ignorant in the sense that you don't know what you're talking about in which case you honestly shouldn't be talking about it at all if you don't know anything about it but um if you have an inclination at all towards something then you have a biased view what you choose to do with that biased view is entirely up to you and that's going to impact the way discussion goes i'll talk to anybody about anything but if I feel it's kind of like that's why I don't really like politics because there's an, there's arguing but there's never an option to see the other side and that's why I honestly am not a huge fan of like Christian versus atheist debates because there's never an option to see the other side you have one side that's saying you know evolution Darwinism the other side that's saying creation theism and the sides just uh, bicker back and forth about why their point is correct. Not at any point are they willing to say, you know, you could be correct, you know. So that's kind of like my view on that. That's kind of my view on that. Like we can, it's okay to have biased views, but how you handle those biased views, that's going to determine the the end game of any argument or debate or conversation for that matter yeah well we've you know briefly real quick we've we've talked about it before how it is just uh, it's it's just simply not productive to come into a discussion or debate with a hard set opinion of what you know you're going to be thinking coming out of exactly and you can have you can have preconceived notions right that's not necessarily wrong in itself but to have those so to, like to hold on to that so tightly that you're not willing to come to a different conclusion yeah with further thought and discussion and 
you know, if you will, prayer and whatever you do, you know, it's, it's, it's just closed minded and so forth. But anyway, um, so I basically without quoting my comments and everyone else's and just reading them, uh, there was some comments that went down, which thank you for everybody that commented. Um, they were all good comments. Um, and, uh, Mr. Joseph Shipley, He's been on the pa- on the podcast a couple times. Podcast. You can check that out at um, our page wherever podcasts are found. Mm-hmm. And, interview uh, with an apologist, part, with one part one and two. I'd yeah. like to have him back on sometime to talk yeah. some more Christian smack. Be fun. <laughs> um, it's we'll all prove good those stuff. Dumb atheist wrong. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. He he uh, he truly owns his beliefs. I respect him for that. It's good. He does the research. For sure. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's talking about. He knows about. what he's talking about. It's good. He's scientific. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. That guy. We love you, Joseph. Scientific that you're listening. So anyway, he, he, he posted, and, I, and I, I liked his comment um, genuinely, and I responded a couple times back and forth with him. And one thing, without reading it again verbatim, that I was saying is, um, at this point in time, I had not yet, uh, I guess, really analyzed Rob Bell's viewpoints directly from his own mouth you know i come from a very um very very biased conservative conservative environment uh both in my house growing up as well as the churches that i've attended and the social clubs i've been a part of historically throughout my life up until really like the last probably 18 months like year and a half or so yeah um same me for like my Christian life at least. Yeah, it, since yeah, since you know, basically the last six years of your life have been very conservative, one sided, yeah. biased, you know, Christian and so forth. Yeah, for sure. Um, for better or worse, you know. So uh, we're in the same boat on that, and everything I've really been taught, and I kind of hit on this on the last podcast. Everything I've really been taught about other religions, other viewpoints, uh, people that teach a gospel that is different from the traditional American gospel. I've always been taught things about them in a negative and very biased light that would lead somebody that's ill-informed to believe that they're just like the worst thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, so I, uh, in one of my comments, I mentioned that I'd actually been to Mars Hill, which was the former church that Rob Bell uh, was a pastor at for X amount of years. And this was back in like high school, maybe even middle school. I don't remember. It was it was quite a while ago for me. Yeah. Um, but I did nonetheless attend, and uh, I remember it being a positive experience, and not necessarily thinking anything uh, bad about it. But I couldn't tell you what the message was on or anything like that. You were in uh you were in from your conversation earlier. You were an angsty teenage boy, anyways. So. Oh yeah, I was just <laughs> I was just trying to sit next to the cutest girl I could find. You know, I was do your little hair flip and do my little hair flip. <laughs> you know, show off my tight jeans and yep. all that kind of thing. You know, hey, I'm in a band. I can play guitar. <laughs> I believe in Jesus. Want to get it on? You know, so um, that was kind of yep. my focus during the sermon. Emo kid, Nate. Emo, yeah. Hard- hardcore comb over, straightened <laughs> hair, all that stuff. I had, like, my social collision jacket on, like, I'm a mm. rebel. But anyway, um, yeah, so I I had seen him before. But really, again, everything I've been taught about Rob Bell and his teaching 
was based off of like this pastor's viewpoint like yeah. you should not listen to him child or you will fall off the straight and narrow path you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing and so I always just talked bad about him when I was in Christian culture like just because that's what other people were doing you know yeah. I had never other than that one sermon which I didn't even really listen to I had never heard a word out of his mouth about what he actually believed like it could have been all lies and I wouldn't have known it so um after uh, my stepmom posted this, it uh, kind of reminded me of a fact that I need to really claim my beliefs about what this guy teaches. So I spent probably the better part of, man, probably like three hours Yeah. Um, over the course of a couple days watching uh, interviews with him and uh, messages that he's given from stage on tour and things like that. Um, two or three videos. And... Uh, I really got kind of the gist of what it is that he believes in and teaches. Obviously, not all of it, um, but yeah. a large portion of it um, that seems most culturally relevant, I guess. So, after listening to him, I really realized that it seems like the viewpoint that this guy that wrote the article is coming from it's it seems like his viewpoint's a little out of context i'm not i'm not trying to say he's wrong and he's definitely entitled to his opinions and his beliefs but the context seems a little like like he's missing it he's talking about rob bell as if he is a pastor and in reality he stepped down from the job the occupation yeah. of a pastor um, and I, I haven't heard him say exactly why he did that necessarily, but um, for whatever reasons, probably respectable reasons, he, he decided this is no longer my life path. This is not what I'm doing. This is not what I feel called to do. I'm going to be an author. I'm going to be a motivational speaker, a political activist. I'm not going to be a pastor of a Christian church anymore. Um, well, he didn't realize that when he signed up for that, he also signed up to be the Antichrist. Uh, along with Oprah. Yeah, along with Oprah. That's right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oprah and Rob Bell, 2020? Am I seeing something if you're, here? If you're, trying to, if you're trying to usher in the second coming, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, or the man. one world government. Yes, that's yes. it. It's going to Illuminati all the way. Yeah. So, um, basically what I'm saying is he was, he was, it, it, in, in my opinion, how I read it, it seemed like he was attacking Rob Bell as a spiritual shepherd of a Christian flock that should have been pointed to Jesus. Yet he was pointing them away from the quote unquote real Jesus toward a postmodern humanistic, uh, scientific leaning biased, liberal leftist jesus that is a lot a lot i'm just i'm just throwing out like yeah yeah, what conservative people will i hear you write him off as he's a leftist he's a progressive he's a oh god forbid he's a democrat you know oh man he is uh he's probably one of those liberals too yeah exactly so i'm saying like he is you know just just from the political stuff he's a heretic from the spiritual side of thing he's uh, lukewarm. He's a child of Satan. You know, he's, he's well, all this stuff. I find it so strange that whenever someone will pose the question of, is this particular thing real? 
whether it's a question of hell or the literacy of the Bible. I mean, do you remember when uh, Michael Gunger literally just posed the question, do you think Noah's Ark was an actual event or could it, could it have been a figurative thing? He was taken out of the Christian scene as far as music goes, completely kicked out. Out of the music industry? The whole Christian, the CCM, he's, I mean, he doesn't do CCM anymore. They do their own music still, but it's not necessarily CCM. Oh, I got you. And he doesn't go on tours with K-Love and all that shit anymore. That's which, probably for his better. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. But what my point on that is I think I find it so strange that, and it's it's the reason that so many people don't have genuine faith is because you're not allowed to really question things yourself. So I, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. think it's so it's so weird how... Whenever you do these things, like whenever you are publicly, especially when it's a public figure that's willing to say, I don't know if I really believe in this or this particular way of doing it, all of a sudden, just for having doubts and questions, yeah. they're a heretic. Yeah, well, and it's it, it kind of gives you to get geeky and nerdy about it. It kind of, it when that happens, it gives you this kind of like Star Wars effect where... If you want switched if, over to the dark side, if, well, if yeah. you no, well, what, yes, but what I'm saying is like you've got the like Jedi Order, the Jedi Temple, if you will, uh-huh. which is like the ultra religious Christian scene. Obviously, the evangelicals. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, and then you've got like the conflicted young Jedi who's got the world ahead of him, Anakin, right? Yeah, and he's like, I'm in love, but I'm not allowed to be, so I'm going to be it in secret because nobody. I can't I can't talk about this. I can't question this. I have to hide it or else I'll be kicked out. And it's like the same thing in the church where so many people, especially if you're in leadership positions, you mm-hmm. can't talk about your struggles. You can't mention that you have doubts oh, and no. addictions and all this stuff because if you do, you're going to be removed from your position. If you're being paid, you're going to take a cut to your salary. You know, you may be barred from your you know your position and stuff like that and it's just it creates this hostile environment where when the scales tip the opposite way now you're just thrown completely to if you will the dark side yeah and there's no transition there's no transition yeah and it creates an environment where and i'm not putting all the blame on i'm not taking all the blame off individuals but it creates an environment where it's easy for pastors to get into things like affairs and alcoholism and drug abuse and stuff like that because they're not allowed to have struggles. So they have to hide things. They have to be the perfect leader. I'm okay with pastors not being perfect. I was... Well, they can't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the very problem. You know, we have this picture where the pastor has to be perfect. It has to be... This man of God who doesn't struggle with his faith, never has any doubts, never does anything wrong. And that's where we come down to, we've talked about on the podcast before, the the thing I would call the man of God syndrome, where I am this man of God, you follow me, and you see how perfect I am, therefore it's going to cause you to go after God more. And it's just, an, in my opinion, an unbiblical way to look at it. I mean, I think... We should unreasonable we should see our leaders fail, and we should see that they are just as human as we are. Otherwise, we build them up to be God Himself. We we build them up to be demigods, to to this God that we serve, and mm-hmm. that they're I don't know elevated to some higher spiritual plane. But 
the actual job of a pastor is just to encourage and grow and encourage grow and equip his congregation it's not it's not to look like this angel you know so yeah. and and that's what that's what we've built so i i personally think it would be cool if more pastors would come out on record with the things they're struggling with and have congregations that are willing to work with them through those problems. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say, I, I just think it would be cool if more pastors would just come out of the closet. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Do it. Just, just, if that's just, what you're struggling with, pastors. It. Just admit it. You're so gay. Just Everybody <laughs> knows. Just admit it. If you're the gay pastor, everyone knows who you are already. <laughs> I see the designer brand pants you wear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're so... not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate in 30 years. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're gonna be gay in 30 years? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm still gonna wear designer brand pants in 30 years. Is what I'm saying. I'm prophesying it. In 30 years, <laughs> Nate's gonna be a gay pastor. Okay, okay. okay. Just get, uh, you too far. Me. You caught me. You too caught far. Me. No, no. You're, you're prophesying. <laughs> is what you're doing. <laughs> Let he who prophesies prophesy with everything that is within him. <laughs> by all faith, let his faith increase, right? Oh, man, if that came true, I'd, uh, I'd just be like, dude, I'm sorry. I mean, it is what it is if it happens, bro. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying it's not going to, but, you know. So anyway, to, to get back on our topic. Yeah, gay um, pastors. No. <laughs> our topic of the whole Rob Bell thing. Oh, yeah, that. So Go for it. Um. Like I said, I, I dove into researching it myself because I am so just pissed off when I look at my past. And I, I try not to live in regret. I mean, we all have regrets, but I've always really said, because I heard it was said once. I honestly don't remember by who, but it really stuck with me that like every everyone has regrets. Uh, only a fool does not have regrets, but he who lives in regret is a fool. So like that really, That's true. that really sticks with me. I, I wish I knew who, who, who said that, or you know, maybe it was in a movie or something, but about to write that on my wall. Dude. It's so good it's though, nice. because it's like, when you think about it, it, yeah. Like why, who, who can honestly say that they wouldn't change something about a decision they made in the past? Yeah. You know, that, that, I mean, I don't know the definition of regret, but that's basically regret, right? But at the same time, like... I mean, many... we've all killed a guy, right? We don't... Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, I didn't... I might... I'm not in a court of law. Freaking... <laughs> freaking Tupac, bro. That was me. <laughs> no, bro. Continue. I'm going to get shot tonight. <laughs> or whatever this is. is Luckily, we've never divulged your last name, yeah, yeah. so... yeah. There you go. So um, this anyway. is Nate Carter in the exactly. in the studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, like to live in that regret though is what leads people to suicide. Sometimes, yeah, you know what I mean. It's what leads people to hate themselves. It's what breeds all this crap. So that's a good thing because I. Uh, I forgot where I heard this, but um, there's a guy who was doing, he set up a camera on the Golden Gate Bridge and he was um, doing a documentary. He said he was, he told the cops it was for like traffic control, but he was doing a documentary about people because everyone knows that the Golden Gate Bridge is like, you know, someone commits suicide on that bridge like every three days. So. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Literally hundreds of people die there every year. 
That's insane. Yeah. So what he did is he set up a he set up a documentary and uh, of you know watching all these people commit suicide. And the thing is, everyone who didn't die, he would go back and talk to them or something like that. And one thing that a person who's committed who's attempted to commit suicide and either not gone through with it or failed on it one thing they will always say is the moment they did it they immediately knew that it was the wrong decision and regretted it so yeah but yeah yeah that's what they say about people trying to commit suicide is like you really can't i mean i i don't necessarily think this is true but people say that you can't try to commit suicide you either do or you don't yeah if you fail it's because you were doing it half-heartedly that's what a lot of people say like if you're if you're going to try to cut your wrist to bleed out if you really want to die you're going to cut it deep yeah if you don't you're going to kind of half-ass do it you know yeah at least that's what people say but anyway um so like what got us on that topic I, i was saying that i don't want to live in regret and stuff so i i hate looking back on my life and knowing that i've been that guy to just accept the belief that i hear without looking into it myself and without giving people the proper you know benefit of the doubt and and moving forward to understand like you know even even biblically you have this concept of like your brother's got a plank or sorry, your brother's got like a splinter in his eye, but you got a plank in yours, you know? Yeah. So that's that's even from the words of, uh, you know, Jesus, like, stop being hypocritical about the way that we're judging others and let's put ourselves in their shoes um, before and I could we say, try to help them, you know? I could say the same thing about my side of things, too. I'm on the opposite side of conservatism or... I'm on the opposite side of evangelicalism. But the way I look at things now, I have to constantly tell myself, I'm not here to judge. And even though, you know, there are things that really make me mad about church and about evangelicals and the way Christianity is structured in America, it does make me mad. It makes me really mad. And I have to stop myself all the time and just... You know, I'm not here to hate. I'm not here to judge. I can observe and I can say, here's where we're royally fucking up here as yeah. as the body of Christ. And I've got to be able to diagnose those things in my own, at least in my own manner, not that I'm some kind of like spiritual doctor, but I've got to be able to look at those things myself and look at what I want and what I can do better. Yeah, I mean, if you see a cancer cell, you're not just going to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't, you don't uh, beat up the person for having cancer. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. n- nobody, nobody that is alive and a part of the church today, is the root of the problem. You know what I mean? Like the problem started. I agree. Centuries ago. Yeah. You know, so probably thousands of years ago, before Jesus even walked the earth. <laughs> the problem started, you know what I mean? Yeah. So w- none of us are solely to blame, but we do have to take responsibility for our, our own actions and, and the further crap that we are putting ourselves through now and the world through now. Um, so again, trying to like finish my point here is that I, it's may- so, it's so somber without Ben being here. 
I know. I'm, I'm trying to get it to a point here where I can, <laughs> okay, I can make my point and and make, can, your point, make some jokes or whatever. Is that like I have got to if I'm gonna assess what I believe about X person and their beliefs and whether or not I think it's dumb what they're saying and teaching people, I have to do my freaking homework that nobody likes to do and and spend a few of my hours that I could be like playing video games, you know or out hunting or doing something more fun i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a couple three hours researching something so that i actually know uh that what i'm saying is based on at least a little bit of education and not complete blindness so um i was like you know what I'm just going to comment on this post and say that I am not going to judge Rob Bell. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. There are things I think I disagree with him on, but it's all what we were saying earlier. It's all preconceived notions based on what people have told me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do not know. So I'm going to say that I'm relating this person to the guy that was, you know, healing people and casting out demons and doing all these miracles in Jesus name, but wasn't actually a disciple. And that's the disciples are over here getting all pissed off about it. And they're like, Jesus, we're going to go stop that guy. Yeah. That was a good point. No, Jesus is like, no, why? He's not against you. He's doing good. Why stop him? Even if you don't know him, you might not even know his name. He might look funny, smell funny. It doesn't matter. He believes in me and he's changing people's lives. He's doing good. Why stop him? That's kind of why I'm at where I'm at with Rob Bell's. It's like, you know, even if you don't even agree, if you don't with agree with where he's at, you can't, as a logical person, if you actually listen to his sermons, you can't say that everything that you can't say that there's no good in what he's saying. Yeah, you know, you can't say it's it's just like Joel Osteen. Everybody likes to crack on Joel Osteen. Probably ninety percent of what Joel Osteen preaches is completely normal in the Christian faith. It's that ten yeah. percent that everybody likes to throw shit about. You know, so I went and I watched like three hours worth of interviews and stuff like that. And I really was surprised to find just how many similarities of thought process I have with this man. Yeah. Let's talk about those because that's one thing I've noticed. I'm more of a podcast guy. So I have listened to a few of his podcasts and kind of reviewed a little bit that way. And I, uh, I, and probably at the same spot as Rob Bell with 95% of what I believe. Some things he's, I think he's a little bit more progressive than I am. But for the most part, man, I am right there with him. I mean, when we're talking about when his thoughts on hell and Christianity and who's saved and who's not and what should the church be doing and blah, 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 like he's... I don't I don't think he's totally out there is what I'm saying. I I don't think he's completely off base. I just um, don't. So to kind of say where I'm at with that, I would say that um he's way out there from what I've heard, but I'm not necessarily saying he's off base. Yeah. So to say it in the words you used, I <laughs> I think he's different. I than... definitely think he's out there from evangelical Christians. He's definitely out there. Yeah, and but he's I'm not judging not it to evangelicals. Okay. I'm not. Th- I'm. What I'm saying is, I don't think he's out there. Like, I don't think he's in the loony bin. You know, what I'm oh, saying. I see. Okay, I don't I think he's yeah. off base in general, biblically. Okay. Oh, whoa. Okay. So that's that's yeah. That's what I'm getting to because 
I, I don't really compare anything to like evangelicalism anymore because I don't know. I'm okay. Uh, okay. So, so I don't, yeah, think, I'm actually glad you mentioned that. Cause that, yeah. that, that opens my mind to a, a very real topic that just because evangelicals do X, Y, and Z and say X, Y, and Z and act that way doesn't mean that that lines up with the Bible. Yeah, just yeah, because I mean, exactly. just because the herd is going one direction and doesn't mean they're supposed to be. So, yeah, and, yeah. And because someone else is going the other direction, that doesn't make that person completely wrong. So okay, yeah, no, that's that's a really good point because you're you're right. I mean, there's so much, and this is ultimately this is a lot of what Rob Bell preaches is that. Let, for instance, he has a book that he released within the last couple of years, I believe, that um, it's. I might not be perfectly quoting the name of it, but basically it's like, it says like how to read the Bible. And then the kind of like prefacing, I don't know what you call it. Like the words that are underneath that in fine print that kind of describe the topic of the book. Yeah. Says, um, you know, how to read the Bible, uh, telling you how a single book can affect the way you think and act about everything. Yeah. And didn't he get a lot of flag for that book? He got he gets a lot of flag for everything he writes. Okay, <laughs> if it's got Rob Bell's name. If it's got Rob Bell's on it. it. It's instantly like Lucifer Heresy. himself. Yeah, um, you know Burn it. it is. He is the Antichrist. So, um, and he'll say himself that he was hesitant to even put the name Bible in the title of his book. Yeah, because as soon as you throw Bible on something and try to sell it to Western culture. You're going to polarize people. You're going to get people that love it and want to buy it just because it's got the Bible on it. And then you've got people that don't want to give it the time of day just because it's got the word Bible on it. Yeah. But he ultimately, for whatever reason, decided to go ahead and go with it because he wanted people to know what he's talking about. Because the whole book basically is about, and I haven't read it, but I've heard him in an interview talk extensively about it. He's basically saying that this book is his many years of seminary, being a pastor, being an intellectual, ultimately being whatever the heck he is now, put together in a short summarized book saying that this is how he personally recommends that a 21st century person that can read English interpret the English translation of the Bible. This is how you should read it. In his opinion, and I'm not even saying that I agree with it, but I'm very open-minded to it, Um, and some points make a lot of sense, some points in my opinion don't, but that's besides the point. He's saying that there's a way that people should be reading the Bible that they typically aren't. Yeah. And what he likes to say, which I totally agree with, this really caught my attention, he says, all the Christians say... You should read, and not all, but a large percentage of evangelical Christians, traditional Christians in America, would say that you should read the Bible literally. Yeah. Um, we hear that all the time. We've talked about that on the podcast a lot. You yeah, know, I've had we a couple are, episodes about that. Yeah, we're, we're not sure. I mean, we actually, I, I think Keith and I are pretty sure that I'm we... Sure. Yeah. We, we, I, don't, I don't... We are sure that we are not reading the entire Bible literally. Yeah, I'm not looking at things. Like, I, I'm I definitely mean, sure about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's things that just don't that don't add up. You're looking at the story of Noah's Ark and like, really? 
every animal in the world two by two lined up and they all fit on this boat and there were six people that restarted humanity from nothing like four thousand years ago yeah four thousand yeah four thousand years ago (laughs) and seven billion people are the offspring of six people four thousand years ago billions of animals exactly millions probably of species yeah many of which are not even discovered today or, or at least not named. You yeah. Know? So, so there are just, certain things that just don't add up to me. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying that I know better than anyone else. That's but my humble opinion. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Um, Continue. I am H O. So um, <laughs> I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. So uh, he's he he says instead of reading it literally, you should you should read it. Uh, literately so instead of literally literally and um, he goes on to describe what he means he's saying that you should read the bible in the context that it's written so if you're reading the psalms for instance you're you you just should not read the psalms literally not everything that david or any of the other psalmists say should be necessarily translated literally, however metaphorically or whatever, because he used the analogy like, if I'm writing a song or I'm writing a love letter or I'm describing my love life, I'm probably not going to speak ultra-literally. Because he he likes to say, um, if I were to speak literally about my love life, People would ask, oh, you know, uh, why did you marry your wife? And he's like, well, because uh, she lived where I lived, and she drove a Honda Civic, and she was <laughs> five foot seven. That's why I married her. And she was hot. That's why I married her. That's like a very boring love story that nobody wants to listen to. Yeah. And you probably think that guy's kind of a non-sentimental, unromantic jerk. But if he's like, well, I just, I felt like it was right when I met her, and I feel now like she completes me and you know, all this, you know, kind of gross, you know, butterfly in the stomach type stuff. But like it makes, we're used to hearing that though. Like, Oh, you complete me and you're my other half. And, but that doesn't mean that you're just like, before you meet that person, like literally half a body, just like hopping around on one leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people know literally what you're saying and they interpret it as such and they understand if they take it literally, it makes no scientific sense, no logical sense, and they just think you're retarded, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you're reading the Psalms, you need to read it literally, not literally. And the same thing can be can be said about Genesis, and I know that that's like ultimate heresy to a lot of Christians, but Genesis is oral tradition written down, you know, yeah, at the very least, many hundred years after the fact of, if you will, Adam and Eve. So, to assume that it's all accurate, I'm not saying you shouldn't believe it. I'm not saying that I'm right, but I don't think it's the most logical to assume that everything is to be interpreted literally when how can you trust oral traditions tr- passed down and my, my generation is, after generation after generation? Yeah, so my question is, uh, how how is that heresy? How is me not believing in the exact account of Noah's Ark, for instance, since we have already talked about that Mm -hmm. a little bit. How is the fact that I don't believe that 
Noah's Ark was necessarily a literal thing, how does that change who God is? And how does that change my faith? And how does that make me a heretic? It doesn't change the way I look at God. I'm not saying God's not real because I don't think it happened like that. You know, my my view doesn't change. Yeah. It's just, I think it's a good story. And I think it hits at, it hints at, I don't know, like, I don't know, like maybe God's judgment and grace or whatever, but there's a whole thing. You could, we could do a whole podcast just on that because, yeah, I mean, at at the same time, like, how is it fair that everyone in the whole world deserved to die? So, yeah. Um, I've got tons of questions about that story. It's definitely a a huge topic in itself that's worth a lot of talking about, but, um, you know, I don't want to spend the entire pot. We're almost at 50 minutes already. It's unbelievable. It's going to be a long one, guys. We're um, still on the first point. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Um, we're trying to get through this. It's, it's just some deep stuff, you know. We, there's been a lot of deep thoughts going on in the last week or so. We want to share this journey with you guys. Um, I still don't think you've completed one point yet. I don't, because I do, you keep interrupting, freaking jerk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All um, right, finish up your thoughts on Rob Bell. It's going to be hard to do, but... Um, so... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to finish this point by starting by what I agree with. So, watching he went on a tour called Everything Is Spiritual Tour, and um, I watched an entire sermon message, if you will, from him. And uh, again, this is a guy that stepped down from the pastorate. You know, there's no reason why you should be judging him based on a spiritual leader he's really not you know he just he's just sharing his opinions and his beliefs right this is, he's just a normal dude that's kind of famous now um so he's just he's just saying what he thinks and he's basing his viewpoints being somebody that has walked away from christianity okay he, he does not believe he will he will tell you this he does not believe in the god of the bible okay he does not believe that jesus is the son of god Okay, he's not a Christian. However, he respects the teachings of Christ when read in a way that he feels are more accurate to what they're originally meant to be. Yeah. So, um, I have a little bit of an issue with that personally, but I respect him, and here's what I do agree with him on. He is starting from a very logical standpoint now in his life of science. Okay, when he started out his sermon of the Everything is Spiritual Tour, which I'm sure it's like the same sermon place after place after place, you know, is that the earth, the earth, sorry, not just the earth, but the universe had a beginning. And it can, based upon our latest and greatest science minds going into things, the earth had a central point, or the, the <laughs> sorry, the universe had a central point of existence mm-hmm. that became the Big Bang and it expanded from there in all directions, right? So if you cut it into like a pie chart type deal and you take just one section of the pie of the universe after the Big Bang that we are in, so things exploded and matter carried on in a direction and eventually became Earth and humans and blah, blah, blah. His... 
viewpoint is looking from that lens, that part of the pie, forget the rest for a minute. And what all seemingly reasonable, scientific, archaeological, blah, blah, blah evidence is pointing to. That first came X, then came Y, then came Z. And every time that a new thing evolved, it was composed of what existed previous to it but had new elements that had never been seen before. Like, not, not necessarily elements. It had new characteristics that had never been seen before. So a molecule is composed of atoms. But there are parts of a molecule that make it a molecule that are not seen in atoms. And all the way up until humans, where you've got humans that have capabilities and thought processes that to our knowledge have never been seen before by anything predating us that we are supposedly evolved from or that we are supposedly composed of you know we are made up of elements even if we are spiritual beings everything in the periodic table um or everything everything that is in us is in the periodic table you know what i mean so we are made up of elements and minerals etc um and his his belief now is that God, or that name of God, or whatever you want to call it, the force, basically, is, however you want to describe it, that spiritual nature that causes the progression of the universe to go to that next level to where there's a new characteristic that's being found. So his view is that the universe keeps expanding, it keeps progressing onto the next greatest thing, and I agree with that. I have no reason not to agree with that. And even from a biblical standpoint, I don't see how that's false, even if God started it all. Um, but just the fact that he's talking about evolution, for instance, and mm. basing everything he's really believing yeah. in on evolution, that is ultimate heresy to so many people. Yeah. But that's the root of everything he's teaching now. It's very... It's <laughs> he just dropped the mic. <laughs> mic drop. Um Every, everything he's really basing his beliefs on now are originally started, um, originally founded on scientific discoveries, and then adapting the spiritual to. Sorry, guys. Add to that. Nate sense. was boring me so much that I fell asleep and I knocked believe my him. mic over. I believe him. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna We're talking about talk. atoms and molecules and the metric expansion of space and. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I wish this was more lighthearted, but it's just such a big topic. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to really make it funny. It's just that I am a little perturbed when I see perturb, perturb, articles perturb. written in a negative light about something. That they don't understand. They probably never even listened to or given a chance. Sheesh, Christians, you freaking judgmental Atheists are the same. Poop bags. Atheists can be the same way. Yeah, you atheist. Shut freaking, up. Freaking douches. No. Um, you Buddhist. Yeah. I, quit I meditating. <laughs> Start caring about people. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding. I got to make jokes. There goes the rest of our Japanese following. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, Rob Bell. Seems like a cool dude to me. We'll, I we'll probably, I'm going to continue to watch more of his stuff and listen to more of him. We'll, yeah. we'll hit on this more on another topic because we're probably losing a lot of people right now. Um, you lost me. Yeah, I know, right? You fell asleep. So, 
Yeah, so... Uh, you can hit the next topic, Keith. I'm going to pee real quick, because this next topic's pretty good. We'll, we'll come back on the Rob Bell thing. If any, real quick, if anybody oh. has something they want to say about Rob Bell, you can continue to comment on that post. That's fine, because if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check it out now, and oh, I've got a thought that you guys didn't talk, talk about, what the heck? You can mention it on there. That'd be good. Okay, so now that we are an hour into this, let's go ahead and start our second talking point out of like four. So who knows, guys? I might break this up into two. All right. So I got the mic back, the cool kid on the block coming at you live. This is Keith from the studio, and I don't know why I said that because that didn't make any sense to do. I'm just kind of rambling because it's just me here. And I don't know what to do by myself. I'm like a kid. I'm lost in a store. My mom's gone. And I'm just like crying. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to start talking. So the second point I want to make, people. After I grab myself another beer. Hey, quickly, survey. What's your guys' favorite type of beer? And you can... You can post this on the Facebook page. Or, you know, if you don't drink beer, that's okay, too. If you like apple juice, you like cherry Coke, go ahead and put that on there, too. I'm open to all kinds of drinks. So, anyways, this idea of... So, essentially, this guy's... This this article, this man's article, was essentially written around the fact that Rob Bell is a heretic, he's the Antichrist, he's a bad pastor, blah, blah, blah. And this guy was essentially not only attacking an, ideolo- an ideology, but he was attacking an actual person, which this is something that kind of irks me about Christianity evangelicalism, the Western church, maybe just religious ideas in general that just make me think that sometimes religion can be a bad thing when you have this tribal effect, this club effect where if you don't agree with us, if you're not part of our camp, then we're going to attack you and we're going to justify it in the name of the truth, in the name of doing the right thing. And people can do so many bad things. I heard a quote one time, and you all have heard it. Everyone's heard it. If you haven't, you need to read books more often. Um, the The quote that goes, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. And there is it written by some kind of philosopher or theologian. I can't remember. But yeah, he said the path to hell is paved with good intentions. And um, you see people all the time. Uh, just it's the definition of chaotic good. People do horrible things in the name of trying to do some kind of good end goal. And I think, in my opinion, that's what happened here with this article. There was a man, he thought he was standing up for Christianity, he thought he was standing up for the truth, but in reality, he was just throwing shade at some guy he's probably never met. What are I, you, like 18? Yeah, I'm going to say lit and <laughs> Throwing shade. He was throwing shit. He was throwing <laughs> shit like a monkey in a cage, bro. He was throwing shit at Rob Bell. <laughs> Took a dump in his hand and just threw it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, it's just funny because I, I like my... The first person I ever heard say throw in shade was like two weeks ago from oh, my yeah. like 16-year-old sister-in-law. <laughs> <sighs> well, call me 16. There you go. And a woman. 
There you go. So I'm going to identify as now. It's America. We yeah. can do that. Anyways, let's get to this because we are 59 minutes in. So that's that's my opinion. That's my honest, healthy opinion on what happened here. Is this guy thought he was doing something good, and but in return, in actuality, in reality, all he was doing was attacking a man he has most likely never met. And if so, it was probably a brief stint. He may have shaken his hand or shaken his hand and even if he did state his disagreement didn't hold a very long conversation maybe anyway this guy i like to call it unintentional wounds is kind of like what we inflict as christians and you know every religion does it and every ideology does it atheism does it agnosticism does it every religion or philosophy or every, every world view exactly that's a good way of putting it every human is going to be flawed in their deliverance of what they believe. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about before is we can have disagreement. We can not understand and we can do it in a healthy way. The thing is like, I'm not, I'm not saying universalism. I'm saying universal acceptance of each other and love of each other. I don't have to agree with the shit you believe to say that you are a human being that you have a viewpoint on things, and I don't, they don't have to line up with mine, is what I'm saying. So, even if there are things, because I haven't even looked into Rob Bell that much, but I respect him as a person. If there are things that I don't agree with from Rob Bell, I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and throw the man under the bus and call him like this horrible, wicked person because... horrible intentions to mislead people away from the faith. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do all that because he has beliefs that don't agree with mine. Even though, as you said, Nate, if that's true, he doesn't even align himself as a Christian, like a full-fledged Christian. Exactly. Like, he literally says, atheism is the only healthy approach to the Judeo-Christian God. It's crazy. He said that. He says it repeatedly. He is not a Christian. So Christians need to stop throwing him under the bus as if he's a false teacher for Christianity. He's yeah. not teaching Christianity. Even if you want to call him the father of the emergent church, the emergent church is it really, it's a name, it's a title given to something that in many ways closely resembles Christianity because of a acceptance of many concepts in the Bible. Yeah. And a respect for the Bible. Not as the Bible is interpreted literally at all times. Literally. Yeah. Not that the authors were necessarily inspired by God, other than that the God is already inside of them. Literally. Because, again, literally. 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 <laughs> because, uh, you know, again, his, his thing is kind of like, the force like he believes that there is a force within everything that exists it's like it's almost like the spirit molecule i'd, I'd be interested to hear what he has to think about dmt the gene the jesus chromosome sure i would be interested in hearing what he has to say about that because it sounds very yeah if he's you all about energy he's all about vibes he's look, all about this stuff all i gotta say is this if you guys have any doubt that the god of the bible is the one true god alpha and omega no one else nothing else 
Look at the god chromosome. It is shaped like a cross, people. Just want you to know that. There's You want to know what that is? What? It's a midichlorian. It's not a midichlorian. It's the cross. Millions <laughs> of crosses inside my body. It's God's proof. Qui-Gon, his... Qui-Gon Jinn didn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the God chromosome. And proof there's proof of... Yeah. Proof of the bloodshed at Calvary. That's it. No other explanation. Science cannot describe simple simple shapes of things. Well, you know that you know that they found preserved the preserved blood of Jesus, right? I did not know that. Oh yeah, I watched a whole video on it. Because blood doesn't just, just dry look it up. up just look it up. They found they found Jesus's blood, and they were able to prove by DNA sampling or whatever the crap they do that. Uh, it was not humanly possible that it had more than one earthly biological parent, which means that it all came from Mary. Supposedly. Wait, did they so, get God's DNA? They got God's wait, DNA. Wait, did God go on Jerry Springer and they said, <laughs> Yahweh, <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> and he was like, duh, I've been telling you that forever. Come on, Jerry. I guess because God talks like that. <laughs> like a dumb redneck. <laughs> I've been telling you that forever, God talks boy. forever. Oh, man. So, I don't know where we're going with this, but that's kind of like my thing, man. We've got to be able to disagree in a mindset that it, it isn't hate. Because, I mean, honestly, that drives people away more than anything, dude. Like, whether you agree, whether you disagree, whether you are trying to look at this from a philosophical view, just trying to check Christianity out to see if it's got any kind of valid leeway at all, I don't know, like, we've got to keep open minds about things, and that, I don't know, like... I mean, yeah, like we've said before, I think in the last podcast even, stereotypes exist for a reason, and though it is... Sounds like someone really smart said that. Yeah, I think you did, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, it's... Why... Why do people get so upset when somebody uses a stereotype and you know call them a biggest bigot and a, and a you know racist sexist whatever it's is i mean really we most people are basing these things off of stereotypes that are based on some sort of reality even if the stereotype blows it out of proportion it's there for a reason and the, the stereotype that religious people are bigots and judgmental it's there for a reason it's there for a reason and and it's definitely not to say that um everybody is that way but it is to say that an, a high enough percentage of them are that way to bring unwanted attention to themselves and yeah. uh it's like we just keep saying and driving into the ground it's it's what can have the power to push people away or pull people toward it you know uh so toward i don't know keith we're we're getting toward the end here i think but um no, I still wanna, have a whole other point I want to make. I, I was going to say, do you want to open up this next point? Yeah, we're about to of, talk for an, a whole other hour, bro. I mean, that's fine. That's cool. I just don't know that how many people are listening at this point. There's been If like you're not listening, one, you are missing out. There's been out. like one laugh this entire podcast. Right. Um, but if we want to drop the atheism bomb, if that's what you wanted to talk about real quick and let it yeah. simmer in, on people's hearts... Guys, for, I got a break. For a week. I got some heartbreaking news for you. 
me and God, we're, uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, no, but I have been pregnant. Yeah. He is the father. <laughs> Yahweh, Yahweh is the news, father. Big news, big news, <laughs> big announcement. Second coming. <laughs> this, it's time happening. It's, this time it's not with Amanda, it's with God himself. <laughs> big announcements. Okay, so... I hope Jasmine's listening. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. This is a part where I feel like it's going to get kind of deep. Because it hasn't been deep enough already. Yeah. So, we're going to go, like, super deep. We're going to, like, the Earth's core right here. Anyway, so I have been thinking, and I have been... And this is something I haven't really talked to anybody about yet. You guys are the first ones. He doesn't even talk to me about it. What is this crap? IPA. One second. I gotta get an IPA. He's gotta get an IPA for me. An all day IPA. All day IPA. Yeah. The founding fathers yes. would have never known or imagined the type of craft beer we'd be drinking in 2018. It's a session ale. <laughs> Anyways. So guys, no, for real, I've been thinking a lot this week and uh, even doing some praying and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking about like where I am with God, where I am with religion. And I've, just to put as bluntly as possible, I've been looking at atheism and kind of like uh, open-mindedness. Not necessarily saying that I'm an atheist, but I think I'm at the point now where like throughout i've kind of evolved through this podcast of like my thinking and stuff like that and from the beginning i was like you can kind of see where i was like oh there's things i'll never question about god blah 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 and as i've gone through here those are things that the doors have kind of been open to thinking about those things and i'm to the point now where i'm okay to admit that like i might have like doubts like with God himself and I don't think that that's a bad thing to say because I think there's a lot that to me just doesn't make sense there's a lot that's been told to me and even when I look at like how I got saved I don't want to negate any of it but from our conversation last week, last week where we talked about like spiritual experiences, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot this last month. Like, why am I a Christian? Because of these experiences that I've had. Well, what about Hindus over in India? They're they're Hindu because they had experiences on that aspect, or Buddhist because they had self-reflecting moments in themselves that led them to Buddhism. You know, like people. Yeah. I think, I think may. I mean, maybe people are accustomed to believing the religion of their culture and they definitely have that starting position yeah i mean if you look at yeah if you look at i mean i've been looking up like videos of like you know christians who you know deconverted and stuff like that and a lot of the thinking makes a lot of sense to me and like like for instance when i got saved like um, like a lot, a lot of times when people become Christians, like they're in just the lowest point 
and they've got nothing and God showed up or they were raised in a Christian household. But I'm specifically talking about like the bottom of the barrel thing. And I think that's kind of like what happened with me. Like I was 18 years old, just got out of state custody. I moved in with my dad, got kicked out, told I needed to finish school, moved to Job Corps, didn't know anybody. I was in this trade school dorm setting where I was, I didn't know anybody. And you were vulnerable. I was, I was vulnerable to the idea of God being real. And that may have been what made it real to me. And I had experiences that I can't really explain, but maybe that could have been just a wandering of the mind or like, I don't know it because now that I'm not a spiritual person, really, like, even though I would still consider myself a Christian, I'm not really a spiritual person. I don't really pray. I don't really worship. I mean, I talk to God, but I don't really feel like he talks back. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, maybe we build up the spiritual aspect. Because I remember back when I, I really thought that the spiritual aspect was, like, my high point, And a lot of it, looking back at it now, I think a lot of it was just, I don't know, BS. Like, maybe a lot of it was just stuff that we made up. Like It's almost like a low point. Yeah, well, not just that, but even, like, looking at when we used to do, like, prayer meetings and worship together, and we would have, like, these visions and that didn't come true, or people would get feelings of demons in the room, or angels in the room, and... All this stuff that, honestly, when it comes down to it, is just speculation. I'm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, we can't say that it isn't true, necessarily. We can't say but that... It, it, but it's definitely speculatory. Yeah. I mean, I've had stuff that's been told to me that did come true, so I don't know. Maybe there's some spiritual uh, telekinetic force at work. Maybe our brains work in a way that we just don't really understand yet where we have some people have like the ability to like see future events or something like that, or maybe mysticism. There's a hint of like mysticism in all things or something, but I don't know. I'm at the point now where I'm not saying I'm an atheist, but I'm looking, I'm not looking at atheism with my blinders on, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it like I could be wrong about the way I've lived my life the last six or seven years. But the thing is, I don't, yeah. re- I don't regret being a good person. I feel like if anything, like Christianity has been good to me because it's taught me morals and stuff like that. And if anything, morality pushes me towards God. But at the same time, like I think people can be good without God too. But I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think, that I don't know a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's two things that you just said there that um I'm not again I'm not like trying to promote Rob Bell's message, but just to explain it for anybody that doesn't know it since it's relevant to the Pilgrims and Prodigals stuff right now because there's a big comment thing and post about it. Yeah. From that like 2 hour long thing I watched um what was I gonna say? I hate it when that happens. 
Um, it always happens when you're recording. I know, dude. Um, That's why I keep notes of everything I want to talk I about. It's hard. If not, I'd have nowhere to go. I just the whole podcast would just be me going. Hey, uh, so what's up, guys? And uh, look at this uh, drinking beer. What's on Facebook? But um, it, it's gonna come to me. Keep talking. Yeah. I'm sorry. So while you're, do- I'll just talk a little bit more and defend myself a little bit for all the people who are gonna call me heretics. But I don't think we have a, a group like that. We have a pretty no. You understanding guys, you guys are people. great. It'd but, be it'd be cool if we could have more, even more interaction. I, I know we've talked about getting. And I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to cut you off, bro. Um, you're good. But it'd be cool if we could get more online and personal interaction with our listeners. We want to go to some shows. We want to do some stuff. You know, have some parties, talk online even more than we already are. Personal things. Oh, by requests. the way. Anything like that. Yeah, anyone who's listening right now or is still listening or, you know, if you've paused it and then restarted at another point because we are, you know, an hour, 15 minutes in right now. Um, We are going to a show sometime in March, mid-March. We're going to see Judah and the Lion here oh, yeah, in Indy. Totally. So we've got like four or five people going already. We got four or five people going already, so just uh, hit me or Ben up, and we'll figure out more about that. But anyways, like I was saying, I think if I, I'm at the point right now that if I swayed, if I swayed towards atheism, I don't think it would be the end of the world. Okay, before I lose it, the point so, I was trying to make that just came to me. You were mentioning you're in a place where doubt is. Like it's it's more okay, yeah. You know, like than it's been in the past. And what I was gonna say, um, this is just one of two points that the other one I'm forgetting at the moment. But the the first one that was hitting me was that Rob Bell specifically says that doubt is frowned upon within religious organizations and religious minded people usually. But as we've mentioned in the podcast before, this is this is one of those things I do agree with him on. Doubt should not be frowned upon. And furthermore, he says that doubt is the foundation. This this is his opinion, that doubt is the foundation of faith. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Because that, that is completely contradictory to everything you're taught in church. Yeah, that's really good. But like that. when we think about it, what causes us to investigate? What causes us to have a reason to think things through? It's because of that little voice of doubt that tells us that maybe we're wrong and we need to double check. Yeah. Maybe we aren't certain of our rightness and we want to be certain of our rightness. Dude, you know? I'm more uncertain right now than I've ever been, but yeah. I think I'm finding more peace in the uncertainty than I ever had with trying to force. And that's a thing, man. You see so, so often people trying to force themselves to believe this thing. Like, I have to believe, I have to, like, God, show me. I remember years of doing that where I'm just like, God, make me believe this. Make me believe the truth. Show me, blah, blah, blah. And right now I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, God, if you're real, I need you to do something. I'm not not pushing the subject. But a point that I want to get to is I think that it was uh, when you were talking about doubt, uh, 
the thing about when you're in Christianity, the unexplainable gets chalked up to proof that God is real. But I don't necessarily believe yeah. that that's a proper equation because in science, the unexplainable is just chalked up to itself. It's the unexplainable. There have been questions in the past, hundreds, thousands uh-huh. of years ago, that science could not explain. Right. But with proper advancements in scientific theory and scientific investigation, we have the foreknowledge to understand those things now. And I think, I don't know, as we go even more into the future, science could explain more. And so, and, and that's why there's... I feel like there's clarity and there's understanding in science of like, yeah, if something's unexplainable, it is what it is. We'll get to it someday. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, that, yeah that's the heart of science. And know? and with Christianity, and because so, science isn't a religion, I hate the no. fact that it's always like science versus religion. Science is just an explanation of all the shit that's going on. It's, yeah, science yeah. isn't like this is my worldview. This is my life view. No, science is literally the study of. <laughs> the study of what is exactly yeah, yeah i mean basically yeah like i it was the last podcast man we were really connecting a lot of the dots to what we were saying last week yeah it's a really good follow-up but um what I'm i was saying uh last week i put it you know i said um the context i'm losing a little bit but i remember saying referring to something as spiritual realities and I remember Ben being like, oh, whoa, whoa, dude. You kind of interrupted there for a minute. He's like, I like that. I like yeah. that, you know, referring to it as spiritual realities, as a more broad approach of looking at exactly that. What is what is real regarding spiritual things that don't necessarily line up with an evangelical, traditional Christian viewpoint? It may or it may not. But there may be spiritual realities that could be and should be a part of people's lives that they're shutting themselves off to. Yeah, exactly. If I get to the point where I come to the conclusion that, you know, Christianity isn't the thing for me and it's been nice. I mean, and that's a conclusion I'll come to is it has been a good journey. And I've made a lot of good friends. I've met my wife through all of this. I I know I'm going to have lifelong friends for the rest of my life and people who aren't going to shun me if I get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in this anymore. And if anything, it'll make the podcast more interesting interesting because it will literally be pilgrims and prodigals. So and it, <laughs> in, a, in a very uh, uh, not funny, funny, <laughs> that, would, that would be cool. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, but honestly, I know if that's, I... That's another t-shirt right there. In a, in in a, a not funny, funny. It's a not funny, funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. And I think people get the wrong idea of atheists, too. They, Especially, like, Christians will view atheists like, they're just these horrible people who hate God. They're running away from the accountability to God that they know exists. No, 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 no. And that's it, dude. Yeah. If you look at every rated b christian movie it's always chalked down to well they're not they don't not believe in god they hate god but that is not every atheist and the thing is if that's you you're not an atheist if you're if you hate god you have to at least come to the assumption that you believe in him 
but you need to work that shit out and decide what's going on there. But the thing is, not every, that's not the camp of every atheist. It's like, they're not God-haters. They're not these horrible wretches of people who deserve eternal tornation. Tor- torment. Torment. Tor- Tormenting. I like making... Tormentation. <laughs> I just made two t-shirts <laughs> in a matter of like two minutes there. Torment- well, we, we need to just get a list together. Listen, if anybody's listening to this and they have a t-shirt press business... Start with not funny, funny, and then tormentation. And we'll make a list of the rest because <laughs> I listen to podcasts almost on the daily. So there's a yeah. mostly Ben's quotes. Oh, all the time. So good. I, I don't know why I can't ever think of them on the spot, yeah. but there's so many. Like, I'll yeah. listen to it and I'll be like just dying in the car because every time I hear it, it's funnier and oh, funnier. Uh, get nasty with people. Getting messy. No, messy, messy. Getting, messy, getting sloppy. Yes. Getting sloppy and messy. <laughs> Getting sloppy and messy with yeah, people. Yeah, those are two good That's ones. That's what we got to do. Sloppy and messy with them. Oh, yeah. So. This this has been a very sloppy podcast. It has. We got a special caller in from Cali. That was fun. Yeah. So, and yeah. anyway, so to bring that all back to this point, this is where I'm at, folks, is I'm not against, I'm very, I'm probably the most... I would say the most vulnerable in my beliefs than I've ever been right now. Oh, dude, I'm so with you. Yeah. Even at the point where I got saved, because I, at least there I had a bias because I was trying to lean towards stability. Right now, I'm like, my, life, my life is stable, and I want to figure out what is actually real in it. So I'm at the point right now that if mm. there was ample evidence given to me, and that's the thing, like, you know, because I've... I've made the argument to atheists before wow, when yeah. like evangelizing or something where it's like if you show me enough evidence I'll pr- I'll admit that God's not real but that's not where my heart was. It yeah. was like, cuz no matter what evidence you brought to the table I wasn't going to believe it. But yeah. I'm at a point right now where it's like if you brought me ample proof or a reasonable argument that lit- that made sense to me I I might not be a Christian. I don't know. That's where I'm at, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with where I'm at because I want to find truth. And if I'm wasting my time, I don't want to keep doing that. I think it. I mean, I think it's fair to say that anybody that is full heartedly pursuing truth is never wasting their time, even if that leads you to a false conclusion i don't think you've wasted your time and that true i will say that that is um i'm not gonna say a problem that i have with christianity because i'm still trying to figure out honestly what christianity is really even intended to be because i am still kind of i guess i'm claiming to still be in the christian camp i am too um I'm yeah, this isn't my. I'm definitely kind of. This isn't my declaration of atheism. Yeah, this is me saying same, that yeah. God could be a lie. Gotcha, I'm not 100 yeah. certain that Christianity is a true religion right now. Well, I was I was listening to BC Pod today. Uh, well, bad Christian podcast for anybody that doesn't know, and um, they uh, they were saying like 
once once you cross that line to where you are so certain that your beliefs, your latest and greatest thoughts regarding spiritual crap, once you're so certain that that is the truth, the absolute gospel truth, that it just like it becomes this thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the way they worded it. You might be able to even finish my sentence, but I'm having the hardest time keeping I've my in, thoughts. Tonight. Yeah, that was literally like six or eight months ago that podcast was, but that was a good one. Oh well, well yeah, yeah, I, I got it. So what they were saying is, once you cross that point, it's like there's nothing left but arrogance. Yeah, is what they, is what they were saying is, like, if you if you close your mind to the point to where you accept that what you currently believe is absolute truth there's there's almost no possible reaction in the way that you interact with people that that can come from any starting point other than arrogance yeah that that's what they were saying and i i so agree with that and i've had you know recently within the last few months i've had discussions with fellow believers in the midst of uh, I don't want to call them unbelievers because they actually do have some spiritual beliefs, yeah. but they just aren't following them right now. You know, it, basically, there's like me where I'm at, a friend who is a staunch Christian, and then another staunch, 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 and then there's another guy that's like, yeah, I believe in God, but I'm just, I'm really just not following him. You know, I I don't feel like I have it in me to do that. And this guy is witnessing our conversation, and I'm like. You're you're so certain that that's your bias, you yeah. know. Like you're you're speaking. You cannot deny that you're speaking from bias. Yeah, and, at a point, and, and your by faith the way, becomes your arrogance. And by the way, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with your point, but your 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 starting point. You don't acknowledge it, but your starting point is arrogance, and the reason yeah. that you're talking about it is to make an impact in the person that is spectating the conversation. And where I'm at is that this person shouldn't be spectating this particular conversation at all. It should be starting with, who are you as a person? Yeah. What do you believe? Forget what I believe. Who Who are you? Yeah, because I, mean, I love are, you, no matter what you believe. There are some people that I wouldn't even ha- be having this conversation with because I know exactly what it'd be. It would be... Them trying to fight for my faith, trying to wrestle me back to believing in God. Which in itself, from a pure place of love, is good. You know, from from a place of like, but yet I again, don't want to hurt you, yeah. I don't want to see you hurt, that is good. But, but it's yet also again, bad. Just like I said before, the yeah. path to hell is paved with good intentions. You can literally burn bridges in your effect to do good. I mean, look at, okay, right. look, for for instance, I will say this, look at, we, we've we all watched, uh, we've, we're both watching Breaking Bad. You finished it. I'm, yeah. like, I just started season five. I just finished season two of Better Call Saul. It's nice. so good. But anyways, I mean, Walter White, perfect example. Every, Hashtag spoilers. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say anything, but everything he did, <laughs> he was trying to do in his mind for the right reason. Maybe he had arrogance in there. Maybe he had blinders on. 
But in his mind, everything he did was for his family. But he did some messed up shit, dude. Such a good show. And I won't go into anything, but what that's that that's my example, you know. We can do horrible things in the name of God. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to put my blinders on and say, "All right, well, everything I'm doing, I'm doing for the glory of the kingdom of heaven." So, if I'm hurting you, uh, wounds of a brother, wounds of a brother, it's going to make you stronger in the end. Is it? And that's my question, is it? That's one verse I've never understood. Or are you just trying to be right? That Yeah, that that's one verse I've never understood. And, well, to be honest with you, I don't feel like I don't understand the Bible when, it, when it's talking about it. I yeah. don't understand why people interpret it the way they do. Yeah. In the specific culture that we've come from, that verse is thrown around left and right. Oh, it's a discipleship term. It's dude. a discipleship term. Yeah. It's accountability to one another. If you love me, you're going to let me wound you. I'm going to stab if, you and carve off the bad things off your body. If you love me, you will let me pull that splinter out of your eye, even though I got a freaking plank in mine. Yeah. That and and that is again to use like biblical terms and analogies and parables like. That is why I don't understand that method of thinking. Like, a brother is born for adversity. Like, okay. It, read in the right context, that makes sense. Yeah. That's not saying that brothers are there to hurt you. Exactly. That's not there to say that, like Cain killed Abel, I'm here to freaking kill you unless <laughs> you change. Unless you stop being a self-righteous bitch, I'm going to kill you. That That, that is not... Okay, that is not the right thinking. And we've been in a toxic freaking environment yeah. where that is promoted. Exactly. I have literally, I literally, I, I, I was almost brought to tears yesterday uh, thinking about the actions I have done. And I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw it out there. Shane Jenkins, if you're listening right now, I'm sorry. I have with a good heart probably wounded you because there's been a couple times when I have come to you with the words of another person being a middleman trying to convert you to a better lifestyle I'm sorry I was wrong even if you were wrong too it doesn't make the way that I handle it correct so in front of however many people are listening right now dude I'm sorry you know Forgive what I want to do? I have been hurtful in the way that I've handled situations that myself and my peers have thought were wrong about you. And and it's not just you, it's other people too, but you're the first one that came to mind because I feel like I have been the grossest in handling situations where I've called you into accountability. And I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's deep, dude. Yeah. So I want to I want to do one too, because I'm feeling this, man. So I want to apologize to Blue. I don't even know. He probably doesn't even listen to this shit. But you know what? We had a really good friendship, and we were like brothers. And then when the whole twelve two thing happened, and the whole split happened, and I stopped being close to you just because it was 12-2 rules and everything happened with that 
that wasn't, I was try, I was doing what I thought was the right thing, but it wasn't the right thing. And I want to start something on here right now. And we're an, over an hour and a half into this. And for anyone who's listening, get on the Facebook page, apologize to someone for the things that you've done in the name of good that have hurt somebody. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're listening to this, uh, from another country and you're not even a Christian or from here in America and you're not even a Christian. These concepts apply to the human experience in general. Yeah. Get on outside the side fa- of religion, get on the Facebook page and let's start making public apologies for the actions of our faith or lack of, and just decisions we've made that we thought were good that hurt people. We've yeah. got we've got to be as much as we try to hold churches and leaderships accountable to their actions, we have to hold ourselves accountable to our own actions. The yeah. decisions of that I have made have been my own. And that's that's where I'm at right now where I'm trying to make the right decisions for myself. Totally. Yeah. So so let's do that, guys. That's good. That's Wh- deep. Whatever. I didn't mean to start that, but that was I good, did. Man. <laughs> that was good shit. Um, I just, man, like I have. It's been a perfect follow up to last podcast, <sighs> bro. And I'm sad. I'm sad to a certain extent that Ben couldn't be here to join us. That Trevor couldn't be All here right. to join us. That yeah. Ryan couldn't be here to join us. We we literally invited three people to join us on this podcast, and for yeah. various reasons, none of them could could. Uh, could work it out tonight, but hopefully we'll have him in the future. Ryan was uh, sleeping eight. Well, Ryan also didn't have a vehicle tonight, <laughs> so he had a legitimate reason. I'm just picking on him. And then, but he was tired. Freaking which is Ben good. didn't even answer your phone, and neither did Trevor. He doesn't listen to okay. the podcast ever, anyways, unless he's on them. So, so a quick shout out to oh. Trevor because I know he's listening to this because he's T-Flo. a little boss. He listens to all of our podcasts. Um, Tflo, or as my autocorrect would call him, Teflon. Hey Teflon! Hey Teflon! <laughs> if you listening to this, Teflon, that is, that's his, I love you, dude. That's his black name. That sounds like <laughs> such a black name to me for some Yo, reason. Teflon. Teflon. <laughs> Teflon, spelled with a W N at the end. Tougher Teflon. Tougher than like, Teflon. That's like Trayvon Martin. <laughs> Teflon. No, you just went there. I just went there. Just anyway, went there. so that's a, I was thinking about, about that. that today too. Me and my conservative mindsets. Yeah, let's let's two. Two middle-aged, straight, white men. Let's talk about Trayvon Martin. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's go. No. No. One of us has a beard. One of us is trying. <laughs> Two middle-aged, straight, Two middle-aged white men. White men. In the middle class. Married. Sitting here. Drinking married, beer. Drinking beer. <laughs> Let's talk about Trayvon Martin. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's a good idea. That just went over half of our listeners' heads, I guarantee you. <laughs> Look up Trayvon Martin. He's a kid. He's black. He got shot. Okay? <laughs> you'll, so, understand you'll understand why we are not talking about that. Um, this is a number of years ago. But anyway, uh, yeah, so because Trevor is listening and he didn't get a hold of me tonight, probably because he's like, no life in RuneScape, more power to you, no XP waste, mm-hmm. um, do it. He'll, he'll get in on do soon. It, it. Do it. Do it. I, I do just want to... I just wanna, you know, this is so good. The whole forgiveness thing, the whole so, I'm feeling this building dude. people up Whew. thing, not tearing them down. Trevor, bro, I freaking love you. You're my best friend. I can't wait for you to be on the podcast. I know you're listening right now, 
and you want to you've talked about well he's not listening right now well not right now but right now it's 10 30 he will be yeah when if this, he is listening, then he's outside my window, and that's a little, that's a little creepy. But it, I wouldn't put it past him. So I mean, yeah. um, come on in, dude. It's cold outside. Yeah, I just want to affirm, freaking Trevor. Trevor is a dude. He and... is a dude. Yes. <laughs> In case you guys are wondering, uh, he a dude. I've known him forever. He's my bro, and he has, from my perspective always pursued an admirably real faith yeah not based upon just the crap that he's taught but what actually makes sense and really resonates inside of him um yeah to be like he and i had a discipleship relationship there for a while if you will where i was kind of mentoring him and I wouldn't really say that it's that way anymore. We're just kind of at level ground as, as humans, as friends, as bros. But um, I don't regret anything that we've we've done or been a part of as, as friends. And even in that period of time where I was kind of, quote-unquote, leading him spiritually, he wasn't the one to just accept everything I said. He was the one to yeah. listen and analyze and come back with whatever response he had after thinking about it, whether it was, hey, I agree with you, or hey, I don't know. Let's talk some more about it because I'm not sure. And I really respect yeah. that heart in him, and that heart lives on today. He's going through a bunch of crap. Any of you believers, throw Trevor a prayer right now. He's going through some stuff. He's a great guy, and he's going to be on the podcast soon. And uh, he's going to share his life story with you guys. It's gonna be really good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I've known yeah. I've known Trevor since I've been up here, and he's always proved himself to be a solid dude to me. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else for tonight. I love the way we anyway. I love the way we ended this. Uh, really, yeah. it played off the uh, last podcast we did quite well, and I feel like it. I didn't really say all I wanted to in that one. So if anything, yeah. this one It's hard to when you've got three people. Exactly, and one yeah. of them's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he talks what? a lot. What? <laughs> he he what's funny is he talked the least out of us in that lost podcast. He that was even true. saying he was even saying that. He was like, guys, I love it when Nate's here in addition to Keith. Because he's like, I play a different role. He's like I just make a point and then joke. Yep. the entire rest of the podcast <laughs> no i always joke i always joke with ben when it's just me and him because i'm like yeah that was a good podcast even though the majority of my words were mm-hmm yep mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree that's cool yeah <laughs> i just have a uh just recorded messages on my computer i don't even have a mic on when when ben's on the podcast <laughs> he has a he hit, what, what's hit that F called for yes what's, what's that K called it's okay. a, a soundboard yeah, that was called soundboard. Yeah, I've like just the got, prank calls. Yeah, I've just got a soundboard. Can with I just my voice say something it. real quick? It's not even me. It's just Ben. Can I- <laughs> and he's got a soundboard of me. <laughs> he's like, this will make me sound good. F one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ben, you're such a smart person. He's like, this will promote my cryptocurrency. Yes. <laughs> Shift in. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! It's awesome cryptocurrency. Oh my gosh! Even your wife has started on cryptocurrency. No, dude. She started talking about it. Oh, it's my a slippery goodness. slope. 
uh, it's a listen, divorce, Keith. I, listen, divorce Keith. has never listen, been Keith, an we've option not, so far, but <laughs> we've not yet. Still, what is this like podcast thirty three or something? Yeah, dude. We still have not had the domestic Christian yeah. discipline. Ah, CDD next episode. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey guys, this will be the next one, but an yep. upcoming one. I'm not even going to talk about it yet. We're going to do that when we do it. We're going to do it when we do it. But yeah, I think it's necessary in your in your marriage. It is as a brother holding you accountable to Christian ideals. Yeah, it is time. Yeah. To, when the word uh, Bitcoin comes out, I mean that that those are them are fighting words. Those are spanking words. Those are spanking words. Not the good kind. Can I can I say anything is a spanking word if, <laughs> if you're in the right mood? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, guys, this is going nowhere good. Yeah, I'm I think I think we are call it done. A night. <laughs> okay, so um, we haven't done one of these outros in a while. So I want to say. If you haven't joined our Facebook group in a while, join it. We are at forever. We are a hundred. If you haven't joined, <laughs> if you haven't joined it in a while, because you, know? you, because you have to renew it every month, you know. Yeah, we have a subscription thing. No, just kidding. Uh, but uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, join that. Seriously, uh, get on there. Do uh, throw random topics out there. We'll talk about like this whole episode was pretty much brought about by a Facebook conversation that we had. So yeah. that was actually really cool. Yeah. We talked like for an hour just about that one topic. Yeah, and then for an hour about me. And so I mean, cool. speaking of, Rob Bell says everything is spiritual. So if you literally want to just post... Pancakes are pancakes, spiritual. bananas. iPads. Freaking Apple, bro. Markers. But baboons. Beer. Beer. Oh, that is definitely spiritual. <laughs> if you want to post anything... It's up for grabs, bro. We'll talk about it. Do it. We'll talk about it. We have talked about aliens. We have talked we have. about those were some fun things. episodes. We've talked about farts. I want to get into AI. We have talked about. I want to talk about. Did you know sixty? We, we, we supposedly talked about AI, but we didn't. Keep. We didn't. Did you we know will. that sixty percent of corporations in the world invested in AI this year? That is scary. Last Aff. year, 2017. Okay, guys, if you want to be really creeped out right before you go to bed and have nightmares, look up like creepy AI videos on YouTube. It is so entertaining, but it will give you nightmares. Yeah. So anyway, so I want to continue with this outro. Yeah. Join the Facebook group. Hit us up on iTunes, people. Give us a review. I don't care if it's one star or five star. Get those reviews rolling in. If you hate us, if you think we suck, go ahead and tell us. If you think we're the shit and you love our podcast, please tell us. I encourage those kinds of things. Encourage. Um, encourage. Uh, encourage. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias that millennials like to use that we don't actually manage, but we have the accounts. <laughs> we might not respond to you, but we'll get there. we're there. We're, we're there. Yeah, we're on the platforms. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, hit us up. This has been Keith and Nate. Uh, we've enjoyed talking with you guys today. And Absolutely. We hope to... And again, to... private message, guys. We're totally there. Private message us. We'll talk. It's all good. Yeah, seriously. Let us know. Any topics we're down for. All right, this is Keith, and I just want you to know that I love you. You, listening right now, I love you. And grace and mercy be upon you, brethren. Mm, with all my heart, I love you. <laughs>